0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 4 of the New Outriders Podcast. I am your host, Talalan, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Lady Roxanne. Hi, Roxy.
1: Hey, Tallo. how are you?
0: I'm good. And Lord Lesserian, how are you doing, Lass?
2: Doing great, thanks. Hail, Anor.
0: All right, and our guests this week, uh, our returning guest from last week, Haroldus uh, Lakasha of Dungeons & Dragons Online. Welcome back.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me back again, and yeah.
0: And Duke Tundra of Star Wars The Old Republic. Hello, hello, everyone. So, the big news for me this week um, is that Halo 4 is coming out tomorrow, and none of you are going to see me again until next time we record the podcast. Or actually, no. you'll see,
1: oh, my God. You'll see me again for the Guild Unity event
0: at Dungeons & Dragons Online. Um, but have you guys done anything fun over the last week? I know Lass has been playing a lot of MechWarrior Online.
2: I have been playing a lot of Mech Warrior online. I have to say it's it's been a uh, a terrible indulgence, but it's been a whole lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it.
1: I'm still trying to download it, but I'm almost there, so I will join y'all.
2: It is a brutal, merciless, heartless game.
1: Yeah, well, that's perfect for us, don't you think?
2: I, I don't know. I, I actually didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I have. I mean, it is it is really kind of hardcore, nothing but PvP um, the whole time. So I, I can't believe I've gotten into it as much as I have. Wow. Do you know if it has any sort of guild or clan features? Uh, the only thing I know about are the factions, uh, and none of which, by the way, is available in the, the beta that I've been playing. It's uh, The only thing that you can do in the beta is use... Uh, trial mechs, or you can get your own mech, but you can mostly, most people use trial mechs. Uh, all you really do is get into matches with seven other pilots, and it's seven versus seven on various landscapes, and you just pummel the crap out of each other. That's it. So, so really, they're just shoring up the gameplay before they move on to the rest of the, the features they have planned. I would imagine that the, uh, the mechanics of the combat system are, are the most complex for the game, so they're trying to work out all of the bugs that they can with this beta, doing that uh, method. And they'll, they'll add the other features, or, or perhaps have already added them and just not released them yet.
1: All right. Did
0: anybody else do anything
1: fun this week? Well, you know what I did Saturday night.
0: Yes, I know you chewed on your nails for most <laughs> of a football game and then breathed easy as Alabama yeah. scored the last minute. TV. She's gonna get a yeah.
1: chance
2: to talk about football as it is anyway,
1: huh? Woohoo! <laughs> I know you all think I'm crazy, but you know it's such a big deal for 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 me and my family so but yeah and and I'll be so glad when football season is over, so I can spend time you know on Saturdays with n o r you know I know I posted on the board about what I was doing
3: Saturday night, but I don't know if any of the rest of you knew about it uh. Saturday, this last Saturday, there's one every year. It's International Gaming Day, and all the libraries around the world uh bring in all sorts of different, like, Xboxes. They have big tournaments and play board games, and I was a part of that here in Ashland, so it was a lot of fun. I play board games with some friends there and do all sorts of fun, geeky stuff, so that was me Saturday night. That's, That's awesome.
2: awesome.
1: Oh, Sorry. <laughs>
2: No, that no. post that
1: sounded great. That's something yeah. that
0: we should really we should really look at that next year and see if we can't get some regional Nor meetups at a at a library. Oh wow, what
1: a good idea!
3: It's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it's definitely something that's growing right now. The board game thing, just even online gaming stuff. They had a couple of different Xbox tournaments. I know I can't remember which ones right now because I'm not literate when it comes to console gaming at all, but, yeah,
4: fun stuff. And uh, let's not forget about that whole trick-or-treat thing that happened a couple days ago. That was a good time. <laughs>
1: yes, it was. We didn't get any trick-or-treaters, but that's no surprise considering where we live. Did anyone else get a lot of trick-or-treaters?
2: Yeah, it's your driveway about four miles long?
1: <laughs> well... <laughs> It's it's quite a bit, yes. It's, you know, a gravel driveway and there's cactus and, yeah, it's not really good for parents taking their kids trick-or-treating, so.
3: We have one of those driveways, too, not quite that long, maybe more closer to a fourth of a mile, but it's down a dark alleyway. So we had two teenagers come by wanting candy and that was it.
0: No, for the fourth year in a row, we had exactly zero trick-or-treaters. Um, the apartment oh. complex that we live in is mostly, um, it's mostly graduate students, uh, which is what my wife is, or retired people. So there are only, like, two or three kids who even live in our apartment complex. Um, and you know, every every year my wife hopes that they'll come to the door, but they don't, so I get a whole bunch of leftover candy just for myself. And that's really the most important
2: thing. Yeah, of course. I the leftover Halloween candy pretty quickly. <laughs> all right um you want to talk world record i think we do all right great oh yeah I'm looking forward to this uh we made some uh what i'm hoping is going to be some progress on the on the world record i actually finally heard back from a number of the people that i had written to and i don't know if everybody knows the backstory and i, I won't get into it because i don't want this to run too long but i did want to talk a little bit about the progress that we've made the uh the downside is um i haven't heard back from i, I wrote to uh Ken Williams, who is the former owner of Sierra Games. I have not heard back from him. I did hear back from a reporter who did a story on Shadow of Usurvius, but unfortunately he was going to be unable to help. He did, however, express a very keen interest in whether or not we actually get this world record. So we have somebody online uh, by the name of uh, John Olivetti. He does quite a bit of writing. I forget his screen name at the moment, but he's... uh, he gets around. He does some writing for Massively. He does some writing for uh, MMO Champion. He's got his own blog, and uh, he will. I'm under the impression, at least, that he's he's prepared to do a, a big story on us should we prevail. So that's uh, a little bit of good news if we if we get the the job done.
1: Well, Lass, I have a question for you. Sure. That sounds fantastic. Um, do you think maybe he would come and talk to us on the podcast? That'd be cool. If we get the
2: record, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that he would. Awesome. We um, The progress that we made, I mean, not to report failures, but we've, it's been a lot of failures, unfortunately. I mean, I've also written, I also wrote to uh, Stormfront Games. I, I wrote Snail Mail to AOL. I mean, I, I sort of covered as many bases as I could trying to get server documents. And also wrote to ICANN and a couple of other registry sites in order to get, registry access or uh, registry histories for the various domain names that we've had and hoping that we could document back to a certain point. But the good news that we have is I actually, by accident, sheer complete blind luck, came across a former member of NOR by the name of Darkside who has in his possession um, probably a half a dozen or so original newsletters from 1994, I believe, are the earliest ones he has. June of 1994, and he's perfectly willing to share those with us. In fact, he already provided me with hard copies or, you know, uh, digital copies of them, which are nice to read and all. But we're not going to be able to use what he sent me per se. What we're going to probably eventually have to do is hire a authentication company, somebody who actually some sort of some sort of computer forensics lab, who can actually take the data. Uh, from our various sources and verify its authenticity to the satisfaction of, of Guinness, and I would imagine that would that would do the trick. I mean, really, all they what they're looking for is, is proof that we existed prior to 1996, um, and that we've been in continuous operation since since that time, of course. So the job isn't quite done if we get to our earliest date, but we've we've cleared a major hurdle if we can get back to at least 1994, which with this guy Darkside, I think we can.
0: Is there anything that current NOR members can do to help, um, you know, people who can't, say, go back that far? But in terms of hunting people down, is there anybody they need to contact for you or, you know, research into authentication services,
2: that kind of thing? well I'm, I'm talking to uh, spoogie about because this is he does this for a living he does authentication now obviously because he's a member his company can't do it for us but I'm hoping that he'll refer us to a company that can um, in the meantime if, if members want to if, if if old school members have these sorts of documents, we should be gathering them uh, as much as possible because I think having multiple sources of these documents are going to be a good way to verify that authenticity because we'll have Half a dozen people producing either identical or similar documents that the authenticator can verify for Guinness and and that's sort of bolstering our case. For members who don't go that far back or don't have these sorts of records, there are many, many things that people could do. First of all, I spend a lot of time just thinking of as many searches that I can possibly think of. Uh, on Google, on the various search engines, and just trying to track down websites. Like, I'll get a, a, a toehold into a website that was once NOR using the Wayback Machine, and that has a link that actually still works, which is actually how I found DarkSide, because I found an old site that was dead on the Wayback Machine, but there was one link on it that actually still worked and brought me to this guy's site. So you never know what you'll find just by kind of digging around on the Internet, uh, doing searches and that sort of thing. So if people want to spend a little time Doing that, they may unearth something that I have missed.
1: Well, you know, um, Lass, I had told you about uh, a friend of mine who was a NORM member from way back from Eusebius times. And I won't mention him in the next segment specifically, but um, he may have some stuff on hard copy. Um, I'll get in touch with him tonight, and I'll let you know tomorrow.
2: Didn't you also say, Rox, that – and by the way, Greg, I think that's tremendous. I I hope he can help us. Didn't you say that you also had some – maybe some files or some things in storage back at home in Alabama?
1: Yes, I do have some stuff. Um, I was going through it the year before last, and I remember specifically seeing I had some hard copy stuff on paper. Uh And I also had some disks you know, uh, the small disks with That's what documents need. on it.
2: That's what we need. Yeah. We need the disks. We need the three-and-a-half or even the, the five-and-a-quarter, whatever size they are, the floppy disks or the, the hard disks, uh, right. physically in our possession so that we can hand those to that, that computer forensics lab, and they'll verify it on its original media, and that'll be the best way to provide that information.
1: Right. Well, I don't know. Um, I think... I will be going to Alabama in January, so hopefully I will be able to look through those boxes and find those discs and it'll help. I'm hoping it'll help us so.
2: Oh, that'd be great.
0: All right. Thank you Lass, for that update on our our quest for the world record for the oldest continually operating online gaming guild. My mm-hmm. pleasure. That would be huge. That would be that would be fantastic. Uh, I really think that it would. Yeah. I've been in, you know, a lot of different guilds, you know, over the years before I found Nor, but this is the only place I've ever actually felt like I was part of something. And adding in that kind of thing, I think, would be would be a huge morale booster for, I think, everybody who's ever been in the guild.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the guild deserves it because we have gone through some bad times. We've gone through good times. And we've always stuck together. So, you know, I, I really think that this is going to happen for us. last you're doing such a great job. And, uh, you know, I know that everyone appreciates it.
0: Well, thank you. All right. Um, moving on to some birthdays and gossip. I think Roxy has some stuff to talk about.
1: I do. I have a couple of things. Um, as I just mentioned, uh, I ran into an old friend of mine. Uh, he was a member of NOR back in Servius days, and I'm trying to talk him into coming back. Uh, he was a great member. Um, he was a member of the High Council, um, and him and his wife in EQ2, they quit, and I think they joined a Raiding Guild. But um, hopefully, you know, he'll join back up with us, and, uh, you know, everybody can get to know him. He's great. He's just a great guy. Um, I also wanted to mention that Lady Gwen and her husband celebrated their anniversary this past month. Lady Gwen is also a longtime member, and she met her husband on in WOW, of all pra- places. And, you know, they got close and met and got married. I think this was their, like, fifth anniversary. I'm pretty sure. The other thing I wanted to mention was everybody knows O.J. and his wife or his partner had a baby, um, Finn, and that baby has started to crawl, which I think is amazing because it just seems like yesterday O.J. was a kid, you know, and now he's got a house, got a baby, job, so, you know, congratulations, O.J., um, the last thing I wanted to mention, and this is just amazing to me, but Duke Tundra performed in real life the wedding of Dejarum, a.k.a. Vonnegut, and his fiance. She's not a gamer, but um, Vonnegut is a close friend of Tundra, and Tundra went and got, uh, what did you get, Tundra? It was like a special.
4: Efficient. Uh, license. Efficient. Efficient.
1: Yes, and uh, he performed that wedding a couple weekends ago. So congratulations, Vonnegut, and your lovely bride.
4: Congratulations. And
1: uh, Yeah, it's, it, that's just amazing to me that you did that, Tundra. Uh,
4: it was a good time, but uh, very nervous, and uh, I don't think I'll do it any, again anytime soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you never know. Never say never. So.
4: Yep, never know when more Norbies need, uh, need a wedding performed.
1: Yeah, so there you go, guys. You know, tundra. I think we're
2: gonna have to make a change to the officer mandate now.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we can get him a special title. There you go. <laughs> well, anyway, that is all for birthdays and gossip. And if anyone has had a birthday. Um, and I didn't cover it. I'm so sorry. You know, we usually go by the NOR calendar, or unless someone actually tells me. So, if you've got any gossip or or a birthday that you would like mentioned in our next podcast, please contact me at Roxanne at NewOutriders dot org. And I think that does it for me.
0: Well, thank you. And
1: you're quite welcome.
0: Good on you, Tundra. Um, you are a better man than I. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, just some news from Around the Realms. Uh, update 16 for Dungeons & Dragons is still on the way. Um, if, you're, if you buy a subscription and become a VIP, which, as Lakasha mentioned last time, is only $6.99 a month if you buy three months at a time. Uh, the High Road of Shadows quest pack is free. It looks like that quest pack is... Um, Five quests, each quest in DDO is sort of its own instance, so five instances long, and it'll be 750, whatever they call their currency. um, Turbine points. Turbine fake money. Um, If you want to buy the quest pack standalone, it's 750 points, which is about 10
1: bucks. Um, Well, um, and for that turbine money, what can you buy with that?
3: You can get all sorts of stuff from like healing, simple healing potions and stuff like that. Special uh, armor kits to go on your armor and make you look cooler. You guys will all get to see mine when we do the uh, guild event. So, and cool. yeah, you can a expand your. You can
0: expand like your storage. Um, that's a pretty common one.
3: You can get packages on sale for as much as 50% off with them, too. So it's a, a lot of times a good idea to wait to buy them until they go on sale. So And Turbine Points also go on sale, where you get triple the points a lot. So yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: And your Turbine Points are shared across Dungeons & Dragons Online and Lord of the Rings Online. And I assume Asheron's Call. I don't know if they ever made that one free-to-play.
2: All right. Thanks for the, uh, the DDO update. We are moving on to Lord of the Rings now yes sir well uh it's it's riders of rohan that's the uh that's the word of the day the x-pack uh from what i understand um to put the the expansion into its its place in the storyline of the fellowship this is where the fellowship would be would be breaking up where the where proto and Sam would be going off to mordor and the the, the three runners would be going after uh mary and pippin um I actually have not played it um, at all, and I have not gotten the uh, the x pack but the, I have done a little bit of reading about it um, Everybody's talking about mounted combat that's the big deal for this one um, if you are you know i mean mounted combat sounds great if you're if you're picturing just sort of being able to get your horse and, and run off and, and sort of do all of your battles from the back of your horse unfortunately that's that's just not how it works. Uh, It's not available everywhere. In fact, I think it's only available in the new lands in the Rohan expansion, um, and it's available for specific quests in selected areas of those lands. Um, However, um, the player feedback on the the forums for uh, Lord of the Rings Online has been extremely positive. I mean, people are really enjoying it. Apparently, it was done extremely well, uh, and people are having a good time. So that sounds like it's working for me. Um, They also added a, a daily quest line which the uh, it's not quite like Daily quests for other, for other games or, or for your Daily quests for people who have played Warcraft or other games that have dailies. Um, this is actually just sort of a single area in, in which the players can participate in daily activities that, that would move toward rebuilding a town or a settlement that has been uh, demolished. Uh, and, in fact, the dailies would eventually end at some point once they have completely rebuilt the city that was wrecked. So, I mean, that's kind of an interesting twist. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: You know, Lass, um, I think it is, too, because, you know, I hate dailies. I hate them, but these would be much more fun to do when you can see this town going up.
2: Yeah, I don't have any details other than, than what I just said. I don't know what all the mechanics are about or what the rewards are, but, uh, uh, again, the, the feedback on the forums has been extremely positive about the people who are doing the testing and, and doing these daily quests. Awesome. Uh, the only the only complaints I have seen have been about Endgame, uh, in which they haven't added any new instances to this expansion. Uh, although, according to the developers' blog, uh, they they hadn't announced that they were going to be adding any, or, or hadn't. I guess people just assumed that they were going to do so, and the devs were saying, no, we we never really planned on doing anything of the kind. Uh, we're going to release the X pack, get everybody in there, uh, and then we're going to add more content like Endgame instances once the uh, once the expansion is, is released so But there's no date for that set I guess they're working on it but they haven't released it yet
0: Well that's not really something you need Right away the player base needs to level again Through all the new content before you need to get that stuff Out there
1: Absolutely and you know I wouldn't complain About waiting you know a few weeks To get some new dungeons It would be fun
0: Alright moving on to The third free to play game in Norr's current lineup EverQuest 2 Um, Taking a page from EVE Online and Terra, you can now buy Chrono, um, which is like a game time card in the EverQuest 2 shop. Um, These in-game Chrono items can be traded with other players. They cost slightly more than buying a subscription for the same time frame, but they're tradable in-game. So you can buy it with your money and sell it to another player for buckets and buckets of gold. Um, These were introduced in EVE and Terra, both as a way of avoiding... Um, gold selling sites or currency selling sites So now they'll be added to EverQuest 2 as well um, And I know they're very very popular In, in EVE Online um, Terra is not doing so well financially But in EVE Online it's working out good So hopefully that is another way for EverQuest 2 players who want to get access To some of that subscription content um, If they're piling up gold on their accounts Now they can buy that with gold So that'd be nice
1: Yeah that's that's pretty awesome I have to give kudos to Sony Because uh, I hate gold-selling people So, yay!
0: Um, And then moving on to an almost free-to-play game Is Star Wars The Old Republic Uh, Free-to-play is on the Test Realms And, you know, I was talking with Tundra last night And you were saying that it could be either tomorrow or next Tuesday That it actually comes out?
4: Well, when I logged on uh, a few minutes ago It said the traditional Tuesday update got postponed So they do not have a new day. Uh, currently listed, but I, I have a good feeling it'll be within the week th- or the next week.
0: Awesome. And you know, do you expect that that's going to bring more players back to the Old Republic who maybe left for Guild Wars or some other games?
4: Uh, yeah, I definitely see you know people come back just to see what some of the new content is. And I mean, they've already bought the game, so it's just a matter of logging here here or there and coming to maybe an event or two.
0: Yep, and I know that um, I keep all of the North free-to-play games installed, so I will have Star Wars ready and waiting. Uh, once it goes free, I'll be I'll be those those free-to-play players. You can get all the way up to top level and play through your entire story, so that's still good. The um, one thing we don't know about free-to-play for Star Wars is we don't know how much real life money it costs to buy the cartel coins from their store we know how many coins it costs to buy access to certain things but we don't know how much money those coins cost
1: and uh, Talo I just wanted to mention uh, to apologize because the last podcast we did I said it was already free to play so that was my bad and also what side do you play Talo? I'm Republic okay.
0: I'm not just wondering. I'm not evil Maybe corrupt, maybe corrupt, but not evil.
1: <laughs> well, my I've tended to play on the empire side. Of course, I haven't played in a while, but uh, Jay and I uh, were leveling leveling up characters there, and it was pretty interesting. I think I enjoyed that storyline more than the other.
0: All right, um, maybe I'll give that one a try too. The the, the evil side.
1: Oh yeah, do it.
0: Uh, Moving on from free-to-play to to -to buy-to-play, Guild Wars 2, the November update, will be The Lost Shores. Um, All we've gotten so far from ArenaNet on this is a little teaser. Something stirs in the Sea of Sorrows. Unravel a mystery of monstrous proportions in The Lost Shores. A massive one-time world event that will change Tyria forever. Um, So that'll be the November update. Um, I did read on a couple gaming sites there, adding um, an island... um, I don't know which side of the map it will be on, but they'll be adding an island to the map um, designed, I believe, for high-level players. Um, and I don't know if any new instance content is coming with that. Um, but that's what's coming. Uh, there's not a whole lot of news about that yet, but more will be coming soon as we get closer to that event launching.
1: Well, I think if it's anything like the Halloween event, which was crazy good, It's going to be just awesome and amazing. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: One-time events are sort of a double-edged sword. Um, Like the Halloween event we'll be able to do again next year. They'll make some updates. They'll make some tweaks and changes. But it's going to be, you know, that's going to be a yearly event. This is, you know, being one-time, there's going to be a a large section of the player base that never gets to see this. So, you know, we'll see if they continue to do one-time events going into the future or if they... They make more repeating events.
1: Well, because you have the capability, I think you should, um, you know, tape it or record it. Because I'm really looking forward to that. I think a lot of people are, you know.
2: It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Oh, yeah. Well, that brings us to Rift. Uh, I hadn't really taken a look at Rift in a little while, but I decided uh, for the benefit of the podcast at least, I'd at least look into this uh, Storm Legion x pack that's coming out, um, actually, it's set for release next Tuesday on the 13th. Uh, so I reopened my old account, I went back in-game, uh, and uh, started taking a look around at the, uh, typically, uh, Rift, when they have a, not really, in a, this is our first game expansion, uh, but that when they've had events in the past, or, or world events, they'll have that in sort of a, a set of phased uh, releases prior to, whatever big event is coming up. So you'll have a week of uh, Phase 1 and a couple of days of Phase 2. and So you'll have battles that occur uh, in the world of Rift um, prior to the event being released. Uh, you get your special abilities and special vendors and different faction, if that's applicable. And, and in this case, I, I believe it is. Uh, uh, which is going on now, I, I downloaded the beta, got into that, and I've been taking a look around to see what, uh, in particular, what the dimensions are like. But I want just, to just quickly uh, let everybody know what Storm Legion's all about. They're adding uh, a ton of new real estate to the game, uh, two continents. They're claiming it triples the size of the world. I looked at the map itself, and uh, as a matter of fact, it, it does, in fact, uh, probably more than triple the ground area that's explorable for the players uh, on Rift um they're particularly touting a, a new island city called tempest bay which they described as a stronghold for both guardians and defiance uh, i don't know exactly how that works uh, i haven't been out there i haven't been able to make it yet um but uh that's how they're describing it anyway they've raised the level cap from uh, 50 to 60 uh each new calling each new class whatever you want to call it um has been added a new soul uh a soul if you're not familiar with rift is kind of analogous to a to a, a build or a or a what would you call it, a talent tree, I mean, that, that's, you know, DPS, support, tanking, healing, those are the sorts of souls that you have for each of, each of your calling, so you can kind of, you, your characters actually get three souls each, so you can kind of customize your characters however you like. Anyway, uh, seven new dungeons, three new raids, and a new chronicle, um, but the big thing for me is this, this dimension business, and I, I have had an opportunity to, to take a quick look at it, um, and uh, my initial impression's not so hot when I first looked at it because the the first dimension that you have access to is actually quite small, uh, but some of the other dimensions that you can get into a little bit later on once you've invested some money into it uh, are, are quite spacious and you can do apparently quite a bit and get kind of creative with the things that you can add to your little dimension. You can also invite your friends you can apparently there are guild only dimensions where members are able to enter. Um, There are special crafting recipes for all of the skills. You can craft various things for your house or your home or your guild hall or whatever it is that you're working on. So, I don't know. Overall, uh, so far, it's uh, been kind of nice, been kind of impressive, and I've I've actually been playing a little bit more Rift lately.
1: Well, you and I had talked about Rift, and actually I got on my account, which is a free-to-play account up to level 20, and you added me to the guild roster. Um, and it seemed pretty cool, so I went to the website to find out how much it would cost to actually uh, purchase the game and maybe the expansion. And from what I saw, uh, you can get the expansion plus the um, base game and 12 months subscription. For basically a hundred, I think it was a hundred and twenty dollars, and that is, I mean, that's just awesome because if you think about it, the expansion in the base game is going to cost you about fifty bucks. So you're getting a whole year of play for basically seventy dollars.
2: Yeah, that's that, that's a good point. I mean, that's that's actually the deal I was looking at when I when I re-upped my account. I, I haven't committed to doing it yet. Uh, only because I wanted to get in there and play a little bit and see if I actually actually settle in on it. I mean, I actually really enjoyed Rift and regretted uh, leaving, but uh, I don't know if it actually... Incl- the, the the point of that that you mentioned about having the, the base game in that price, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's so. The, the reading that I did, it was like $112 for a year subscription, and you get the expansion get Storm Legion for free, and I believe that's retailing for like 50 bucks. But that's all I know. Mm-hmm. But if you well, find something else that says you're getting both for about the same price, then that's
1: no. Now I'm not, you know, gonna. Whatever. I I think that you may be right, but you can get the base game for nine ninety nine, and that oh, includes huh? thirty days of play. So, oh. if you add that, that's like a hundred and thirty dollars for a year, plus the entire game. So, plus thirteen
2: like, months, really, not a year.
1: Yes, you're right. So that's a fantastic deal. And even if you wanted to, to just get the base game to try it, you could. Or if you just really wanted to try it without not buying it, um, you, get, you can play up to level 20, and it's free. You just have to download the game. So, you know, that's a good deal.
2: That is a good deal. Thanks for mentioning that, Rox.
1: Sure, my pleasure. And um, hopefully other people will listen to the podcast and get excited about it and give it a shot. You know, I mean, we're we're in so many good games now. A lot of them are free to play. So, you know, like myself and Tallow, I've got everything installed on my computer that's free to play.
0: Yep, and, you know, for me, once, once Star Wars is free to play, I can switch my subscription over to Rift, and then I will literally be active and will not active. I will literally have access to every game Nor has. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just divide awesome. them all up and you know do one each night of the week.
1: Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> Sounds
3: like fun. So,
0: all right, moving on to World of Warcraft. Um, nothing new this week. A couple updates to 5.1 on the PTR. Um, But there's way too many updates to the patch notes to mention here, so just check out the forum uh, for any updates there. Um, Posted a couple links and features about the Brawlers Guild. Um, So, you know, check that out on the forums, but we're not going to talk about WoW specifically. Moving on to some future games, we have a whole bunch of new information on the Elder Scrolls Online posted on the forums. Um, MMORPG.com posted 21 things you need to know about the Elder Scrolls Online, which was a very very extensive list of features that got me more excited about the game than I had been uh, pri- previously. And some information on their servers. Uh, ESO is going to operate on a single mega server, it sounds like, which is how EVE Online operates Um and then each zone, if it's too populated, will be split off into sort of its own instance. Uh, Star Wars does the same thing for heavily populated zones. So that's the Elder Scrolls Online. We're going to touch on
2: MechWarrior, Warrior, but I think
0: we covered that pretty well at the beginning, didn't we, Les?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I, the only thing I would mention is is that uh, the the restricted beta that I'm playing, I actually, because I'm a freak, you know, I, I bought some some in-game money um, for actual cash, and I realize it's only a beta, and I'm sort of acting on fate that I'll be able to transfer that to the main game when it comes out, uh, just so that I could buy my own mech, and that was that was kind of fun, and it, it's made a difference in the, the combat. So if you do check it out, don't get too discouraged with the, the trial mechs, only because they're kind of designed to take a pummeling. It's, it's almost cannon fodder for the guys uh, who have earned their... They're and they're in-game money, and have spent a fortune on their mechs already, and are so tweaked out you can't touch them.
1: Wow, that's not that's not very encouraging. <laughs> well, as for
2: anybody right. who's who's intimidated
0: by mech Warrior Online. Um, a step down from mech Warrior Online in terms of like um, mech customization and tweaking and mid-maxing and that kind of thing is Hawkin. Uh, which is another mech combat game. It's currently in closed beta. The open beta should be starting soon. Um, Hawken is a little bit more fast action focused than mech Warrior and a little less about mech tweaking. So, you know, that's another one that's coming out. You know, giant fighting robots seem to be all the rage uh, for this Christmas season.
2: Yeah, I can't believe I got sucked into it. There's another feature actually. If you once you've died on the battlefield, or once your mech is knocked out of commission, you can actually you enter a uh, spectator mode, so you can watch your teammates playing, continuing to play the round as uh, the game progresses. And I have to tell you, some of these guys are just what they do with their mechs is just unbelievable. But it's it's good to watch to get tips and to see what other people are doing.
0: Yeah, when I the first match I played I died so incredibly fast that I basically watched the entire match.
2: That was Yeah, strong. you can end up
0: watching a few few long matches if you get hosed early. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the reason we dragged Lakasha and Tundra here tonight. <laughs> The Guild Unity event is coming up on the 16th through the 18th. I think I made updates last time we were on the podcast. Um, But it's actually the 16th through the 18th. That's Friday through Sunday coming up here in a couple weeks. Roxy, why don't you take it away?
1: Yeah. um, Yes, and welcome, uh, Duke Tundra and Lakasha. Good to have you guys on. Um, I have a couple questions for Tundra about the Guild Unity event. Since you basically are... The force behind it, um, what prompted you to post about uh, the Guild guild Unity events in general?
4: Well, I can't take all the credit. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely did post it on the board to help get this uh, ball rolling. Uh, but originally, uh, Talon, uh posted it uh, in one of his podcast summaries as a future idea, and I really think it uh, caught on. And I believe Lakasha brought it up at a High Council meeting, which uh, prompted me to post it on the boards that next day.
3: Yes, I did bring it up to the High Council, and they were gracious enough to to think it was a great idea and, and support me in it. So that was pretty cool.
1: Well, you know, the High Council is open to members. Um, you know, I know some members don't care about going, and some might be intimidated, but... You know the High Council does listen and take into account every suggestion brought before it. So, what what are your goals with uh, the Guild Unity event? I mean, do you think that this is going to
4: bring the Guild together? Well, I, I think there are a number of factors currently that kind of go well with this. Um, you know, recently with uh, the redesign of the website, putting all the events together, uh, it's it's really kind of desegregating all the different branches uh, to right. have us, you know, mix a little bit more and get to know each other. Uh, and then we have the podcast now that kinda covers all the branches, the newsletters covering all the branches. So this is just kind of the next, next step where we can bring all the players into one game for a weekend. Uh, and, you know it's gonna do a number of things you know you'll get to see some of the old friends from old games that you don't play any longer. You get to meet a lot of the new faces coming in um, right. It gives you a chance to play a game you may not have thought about playing um and hopefully this mm-hmm. will help that game's numbers, you know, especially if it's a a player that's in between games and not sure what they want to play. This gives them opportunity right. to to give it a try.
1: Right, Um, and you are such a driving force behind uh, a lot of things going on in NOR now, Um, specifically the newsletter. You've done an awesome job with that and uh, helping to put together the the Guild Unity event. I mean, what a fantastic idea. Um, Why did you pick specifically Dungeons & Dragons Online uh, to be the first one?
4: Um. Well, I think it's just, uh, it's one of our older branches that are still active. Uh, they've really recently started, you know, rebuilding and Lakash has been great, uh, with, you know, recruiting, putting events on the boards. Uh, so it really seemed to be the, a good game to to jumpstart and hopefully this will help, you know, bring them some numbers, um, and some more, you know, casual players.
1: Right, right. Um, have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons Online before?
4: Uh Yeah, when it first went free-to-play, right after we had our daughter and I quit playing EverQuest 2, I needed a, a game that I could play on the laptop. Uh So I right. built a character uh, on the NOR server. I never did get tagged because my my PC or the laptop just couldn't handle it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then more recently... Um, I started up because I was kind of missing that fantasy element. I've been playing all the sci-fi and Star Wars, and I need to get back to some classic uh, D&D. Right. Well, you know, um,
1: fantasy, everybody needs a little fantasy in their life. Um, How much time do you plan on spending in this event yourself? I mean, are you going to be on, you know, a few hours? Are you going to be trying to get on the whole weekend? Or what's the plan?
4: (laughs) It it, it really, ironically, uh, fell on the perfect weekend. Uh, My wife is actually going out of town uh, that weekend, and uh, we've scheduled this far enough in advance that I I did request off. uh, So I will probably be on way more than I should be that weekend. Awesome.
3: Yay.
0: Yes, my, my wife will actually be out of town the Friday and Saturday of the event as well, so... I didn't take the Friday off, but as soon as work ends at, you know, I work fairly early. So as soon as work ends at three thirty in the afternoon, I'm going to be in DDO for until you know Saturday at midnight when I pass out for
4: thirty six hours without sleep.
1: <laughs> we'll take a break and remember to eat and go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed,
4: yeah, I won't. Uh, I work on Friday, so it won't be till Friday night, and I'm guessing that's going to be for most people as well.
1: Right. Well, I I don't have a job, and unless I have an appointment, I will definitely be in Dungeons and Dragons online. Uh, how about you,
2: Lass? Oh, absolutely. I plan on being there the entire week. Well, I don't know if I'll be doing 36 hours straight or anything of the kind, but I'll. <laughs> I intend to be on as as much as I possibly can. Uh, several times throughout the course of the weekend, for a couple of hours at least uh, at a time. I, I've got my character all set up, and I actually. We remembered how to play them and have been running around with them. I think I got up to level two or something the other day, so I was having a good time doing that until I got distracted by Rift. If you don't mind me going on for just another moment, I'm actually very encouraged by this more recent trend of sort of cross-gaming. Um, I mean, I can say personally that, uh, for example, I mean, I talk to Tallow practically every day on Steam. Um, I'm not sure what game he's playing. It almost doesn't matter. Um, Tundra, I I speak to Tundra either over the forums, PM or emails probably once or twice a week at least. Um, Lakasha the same or a number of other players that I have regular contact with that I'm not even in the game with them. Like I I have no idea what Lakasha does on DDO but I I talk to her routinely uh, through the boards or on the podcast here or just, I don't know, a matter of course or chatting at the high council. So I think it's this is the next logical step and I think it's only going to encourage exactly that type of interaction and i think it's terrific
1: right and you know it kind of reminds me of Euserbius because in Euserbius, uh when you went into the game okay you could pick like different i guess you'd call them servers but they were really just rooms and uh so we had branches in several rooms and that's what this reminds me of because when you have things like steam uh which is free or um, our TeamSpeak server, or the boards, you know, with the PMing. You know, it's just really easy to meet everyone in the guild and to feel like you really have a connection with them.
2: I also notice you're not calling it the glue, which is something I came up with and I think is rather clever, but apparently you don't like it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, actually, before you got uh, online with us, I was talking about glue because it kind of threw me with the l in there, but that is a very clever idea. Um, so I will try to refer to it as glue from now on.
2: Yeah she plug sorry about that
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no problem um, Lakasha, I have a couple questions for you if you don't mind um, how is the uh, how is your branch preparing for the glue?
3: We are preparing for the glue, which, by the way, just now as we were talking, occurred to me why glue is so great of a name, just because it does kind of bring us all together, obviously. So, great that even it. It didn't even just now yeah. I got it. I went oh, but um, I'm hoping to be able to do several different things. I'd like. I'm hoping that people will on the whole weekend, actually, use the TeamSpeak server so that we can all be talking there and getting to know each other. And I'd like to maybe on Friday evening, once I relax and unwind from work, uh, I'll get onto the TeamSpeak server and help people out with any questions that they have about building their characters or just general gameplay questions. So I was thinking I'd try to plan on being there around 6 so that I could do some assistance with that type of stuff and then we've got all sorts of i mean i fun things a lot of it is just going to be guild grouping stuff and because it is uh smaller groups that are available in ddo other than like meeting up in tavern maybe we can have a tavern dance maybe i'll think of that for one of those evenings at some point but oh yeah a lot of it'll be guild grouping newbie groups and stuff Maybe if we can get enough people together, we can try one of the low-level raids, and yeah. Okay.
2: What's the um, uh, party size in DDO, Lakasha?
3: For a regular party, just for regular questing, it's six people.
2: Oh, okay.
1: That's pretty nice, yeah. Yeah. What's the maximum party size? Is it six? It's six, unless there's...
3: Yeah, it's six people in an instance, unless you are talking about doing raids. The lowest level raid I think that DDO has right now is called Chronoscope, and it's a level six raid. So I'm hoping that, I mean, maybe it's not that, it's not super tough, especially if we're all working together, you know, to get some people to level six, and then maybe we can give it a try. We'll probably all die horrible deaths, but it'll <laughs> be fun. So yeah, well, so
1: we it's can a, all die together.
3: It wouldn't the, be
0: a Nora event without horrible deaths. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Isn't that what we do?
3: <laughs> and the raids <laughs> are twelve people. So that's double. Oh. Basically oh, a double.
1: Right. Okay. Well what should um people that don't play DDo, what should they know before they log in? I mean, obviously, you know, you have to download the game and have that set up and create an account. But um you know, make is sure that a you're on that... the right server? Yes, make sure. And what
3: server are you on? It's uh, Galahonda. Galahonda. Yeah. So. Okay. And I'm trying to say, in terms of like it, it's really a casual, friendly game. I've always thought. I mean, yes, you can get really, really serious about it, but overall, I think that DDO is one of those games that promotes casual play. So. I don't think that there's a lot of things that are like, oh, if you, you know, if you do this, you're totally messed up. I mean, it's D&D, obviously. I guess that's the, the main thing. So it, all of the characters that you're used to playing, if you do any pen and paper stuff, are, you know, basically what the game is made of. So you can make yourself a wizard rogue fighter if you want. He may not be the best character in the world, but it'll work, and you can kill stuff, and you can have fun. So
1: Great. Yeah, and, you know, um, if
0: if you can play Star Wars or you can play Guild Wars, I mean, if those will even run on your computer, you can run DDO with all the settings turned all the way up. Um, I think that's important for people to know, because if you go in there with a low resolution, you might be very, very off-put by the graphics, considering the game is, like, eight years old now. But you turn it all the way up, um, it's actually fine. Um, You might want to adjust your brightness up a little bit. I had to do that when I started playing back in september but i was actually surprised by a you know the game runs great b um, the textures in the game are actually pretty good as far as graphics go uh the models are all fairly low polygon and the art style
2: is pretty blocky but you know you get past that there's a very good game under there it's not bad at all i mean it appearance wise I, I didn't my first my impression of it particularly for its age was that it it looked pretty it looked pretty decent i'll tell you what too My first instance, within just a few minutes of playing the game, there was this cool puzzle I had to solve, and I really liked that.
3: There's definitely a lot of puzzles in DDO and fun stuff like that. So sometimes for me, and not being good at at some puzzles, it can be a bit overwhelming, and they do have some of the, like, quests where you have to do some jumping and stuff like that but most of you guys would probably be fine with all of that (laughs) me i just fall over and oh and 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 i was was told by i'm not naming any names or anything but to also let people know you know that the whole reason when when we all get in there that score just like so awesome and kills everything more than us is because you know he's true res just characters a couple times so oh
1: Okay, well, you can actually
3: work your way all the way up and then recreate your character and
1: get really? some cool
3: stats and stuff. So yeah, so he he is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. He he embarrasses me regularly, you know, with how, how cool he is and how not quite as cool I am, but
1: right.
2: well now that you're gonna have now are gonna be mobbed with a ton of clueless players, Lucas. This is the <laughs> perfect opportunity for a massive number of people to just get him killed. Yeah. Right.
3: Well, that could be Or maybe just my time to shine and look super cool, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Absolutely. Um well, you have mentioned that there is a low-level instance, which is level 6. Now, what do you have to be level 6 to get in this because I was going to ask um, you know, what new people need to do before the event?
3: Oh, like, do I they think... need
1: to level up to level 6, or?
3: Well, for the raid, you don't actually have to be level 6. It's just a level 6 raid. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be level 6 to be a part of it. Um, I would say in terms of things that people would need to do, just, yeah, getting in game, trying to get your guild invite, um, if you can, go through the newbie tutorial if you're unsure, because it'll give you some pointers on movement and stuff like that. And then a couple quests on Corthos if you want to just check things out and see if you like your character and stuff. So, But with the level 6 rate, I mean, I think most of us, if we want to try that, will probably want to be around that level, but you can get in with lower levels. It'll just potentially be t- a tougher quest.
4: Yeah,
0: and, you know, I think we mentioned earlier, all of the content in DDO is instanced. Um, so every quest you do is its own individual instance within the world. So, you know, if you're on corthos uh, the, the starter island, all the quests you do are their own instance. Um, so you'd be there with yourself or your group. If you leave and go to the city, um, whose name escapes me... Um, all the quests storm reach, yep, all the quests you do there are instanced so you can do them by yourself or in a group, so you know we don't have to hit that level six raid um, because you know you use six people for a group we could get if we have a lot of people on we could get you know four or five groups and all doing different stuff throughout the city or on the on the starter
2: island now
1: that sounds like fun.
2: Yeah, my impression is that the the leveling progresses quite a bit slower on DDO than it was than it does for for other MMOs where you're kind of you're in the starting area and you get to level six, no problem. But you know, I got I just got to level two and that that took some doing.
4: Yeah, I was gonna mention the same. I think I've had maybe six play sessions and I'm still level one. Well the cap is only like
0: level twenty four, isn't it? I thought it was twenty.
3: It it was 20 up until Menace of the Underdark, and it's still 20 for the actual character class that you are, but there are four or actually five epic levels that have been added, so you can get to 25, but it's an entirely different type of leveling. It's much longer, and you're not leveling up a character class. You're simply adding epic levels.
1: Well, it all sounds really awesome, and uh, I tell you, if anyone out there wants to hook up with someone and play DDO together. You know, I suggest using uh, our TeamSpeak server when you whenever you play a game because uh, it's, it, the experience is so much better when you can talk with someone.
2: Yeah, you yeah. know which we had like we had 23 people on TeamSpeak the other night. That was cool. I took a screenshot.
4: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Last how many uh does the server on TeamSpeak hold?
2: You know, I'm glad you asked me that question because I'll have to check. It may be 25.
4: That's what I was thinking. What?
2: And the limit of number of channels that we – or the number of of people on TeamSpeak may be limited to 25 people at a time.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Well, if we fill it up, I've got an eight-seat Ventrilo server we can
2: use.
3: Good to know.
1: DDO also has in-game chat, so.
2: Oh, does it? Okay, that's good to know.
1: Does it work? I mean, I know WoW – had or has in-game chat and it was terrible
2: it was um, terrible.
1: C- yeah so can you use ddo's chat but most people do i mean
3: i know that there are oh. some that don't i use it in game so
1: yeah
3: i mean it's okay. not the cool. best it's not the best quality but it's hearable and yeah speakable so interesting okay
0: Any other questions for the Guild Unity events?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think uh, you know everyone knows the basics. You know, you got to have the game installed before the Unity event. Um, you know, once you install it, you can, like Lakasha said, you can go through the uh, tutorial, which will teach you how to move and. You know, use your abilities. Uh, I think uh, Lakasha for guild invites. Um, how do you go about that? Do we need to talk to you? Can you mail these guild guild invites? I can
3: mail everybody that I know their character names. I can mail them guild invites ahead of time, but you do need to go to the regular city of Stormreach in order to check your mailbox. But I can also invite you just while we're in game together as well. So. Okay. So if so someone we can logs you on, you. And,
2: sorry. sorry. No, no. I'm just so we can just friend her and, and send you a tell, and, and you'll know who we are, and you can just invite us. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Or
0: you can do a, a slash who. And then sort the resulting list by guild. Um, that's how I ended up finding them when I when I started playing in September.
1: All right, good deal. Well, I think um, it's going to be a blast. Uh, just getting in there and messing around and killing stuff. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times.
0: You are a frightening lady.
1: <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's what Jay says.
0: All right, uh, moving on to some morel events. Um, Star Wars The
4: Old Republic Endgame Night is tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, Do you know what you're doing yet, Tundra? Uh, We're doing the Operation Eternity Vault. Uh, I think that's going to be our new goal uh, for the next
2: few weeks.
0: All right. Uh, Guild Wars 2 on Thursday will be doing their Vista run. Uh, their uh, dungeon run will be on Saturday. And their uh, WVW night will be on Sunday. I know some of us got to participate with them uh, last night on their WVW night. Um,
1: yeah. That sort was of. fun. Sort
0: yeah. of. Last, last got booted and then had to re-queue, and that did not work out very well for him.
2: No, uh, that was really disappointing.
0: Um, and unfortunately, right now in Guild Wars 2, and I think it's really just a a matchmaking, load balancing type thing. You can't queue as a group or a raid for WVW. You have to queue everybody individually and then sort of meet up when you get there. So
2: that was pretty bad.
0: Hopefully over time, as it matures, um, they allow you to start queuing as a group or a raid. But I really think that the only reason they have it individual right now is just to make sure that there's numbers there. Because they do try to keep all the people allowed in balanced between all the realms fighting in a specific zone.
1: Do you think it might be because they don't want guilds to be able to queue up? I think think that that
0: might be a small portion of it, but right now I think they're just trying to see where the numbers are at since the game's only been out for a
2: couple months. Yeah, and particularly since they up-level you, you know, they they level the playing field, they're going to have to pay real close attention to who gets in. So, I mean, if you have a single group of really well-geared characters that are natural ladies against a bunch of people that have been up-leveled, they're going to get creamed.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And DDO on Saturday will be having their weekly raid night. Uh, that's from 7 to 10 p.m. Scorch posted that on the forums. Uh, that's it for Realm Events. Uh, you can now track the Realm Events on your cell phone, your smartphone, uh, any phone that you can connect with the Google Calendar. Instructions are on the forum, courtesy of Duke Tundra. Um, I know that I followed his instructions, got the guild calendar on my phone in about five minutes, and now I kind of feel like a huge dork.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, join the join the party.
1: Well, you know that's one another thing. Tundra's on. He's just on top of it.
4: It, it helps that uh, my job has a lot of downtime. Ah, uh-huh.
1: well, I've yet to put the put. Google Calendar on my phone, but I'm going to do it if I can figure it out.
2: Here's what I think you should do, Rox. I think you should just get Tundra's address and mail him your phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That might work. I mean, that might be faster than me trying to do it because, (laughs) as y'all know, I'm just not very uh, savvy when it comes to stuff like that.
2: Well, you got your email set up, I assume, right? You I,
1: said did. You, I did. I yeah, did. So
2: that was pretty I good, got all of my,
1: Yes, thanks to your tips, I got all of my uh, email addresses in one place, so I can nice. check
2: everything. Yes. Very good. And you got .org working, finally?
1: Yes. my address now is Roxanne at org.
2: I guess that's worth, as that bears mentioning to anybody listening to the podcast, if you are interested in having a NewOutriders.org email address, Uh, just post it on the forums or shoot me an email at lazarian at newoutriders.org or uh, hc at newoutriders.org. I'll get it either way, and I can set up an email account for you uh, with your NOR name and uh, at uh, newoutriders.org, and I'll give you a temporary password, and then you can go to the webmail link. There's a whole write-up on on how you change the password to whatever it is that you want, and you can have a .org address as well.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic feature um, that the Guild offers now because uh, you can keep your personal or private email separate from your Guild mail, and you'll never miss anything.
0: All right. Um, I didn't see any new squirings or promotions on the forum. Uh, Tandra and Lakasha, did you guys have any squirings or promotions in the last two weeks? Uh, no, no, we did not.
3: Not here either, so.
0: All right. Um, Getting close to the wrap-up here, uh, I want to mention something. We've mentioned it a couple times on the show tonight, but um, there is a NOR group on Steam uh, for anybody who doesn't use Steam. Steam is a digital distribution platform for PC games, uh, so you can buy your games on Steam, uh, track what you and your friends are doing on Steam. Uh, You download all your games, don't have to worry about boxes. Um, Steam is owned and operated by Valve. Uh, the makers of the Half-Life series and the Portal series, uh, one of the more trusted companies in video games these days. Um, We're up to 10 NOR users who have shared their username and are members of the NOR Steam group. Um, I see um, Tiger on all the time playing games. I see... um, Actually, Lakasha's son is uh, zipping on all uh, all the time, playing games. So, you know, it's it's very active. As last said, he and I chat in the morning before we're both at work on Steam, you know, um, what we want to do with the podcast or just, you know, whatever news is going on that day. So um, it's something definitely to look at. Um, I think you'll have a lot of fun with it, and it's an easy way to play online games with your fellow Norbies that aren't necessarily an MMO that we're going to have a branch in. So I think it's
2: something for you to look at. That and the the daily specials and sales they have are, frankly, they're amazing. I mean, I picked up a three-pack of kind of retro Doom games that I just loved when I was playing them back in the day for like five bucks. Yep,
0: they they are big on sales, and that's actually been a you know, a point of consternation for other digital distribution platforms. Um, EA has said that having sales like that, um, you know, cheapens your brand if you're, you know, if you're selling your game, like, super cheap on Steam. And every company that's ever had a sale on Steam like that said, yeah, except that our sales went up by, like, 1,500% during that period. So we made (laughs) more money than we ever would otherwise. So, yeah, they have a daily deal, um... Pretty much like all week long, each day they'll have a different game on sale. They have a midweek deal that lasts for three days, and then they have a weekend deal that lasts for three days, and it just sort of rotates through the whole library. Um, if it's a co if it's a cooperative-friendly game, I usually post them on the Nor forum uh, for anybody to pick up. Um, You know, a couple people have bought games based on those posts. So, you know, something to do with your fellow guildmates if you're not in an MMO at the moment or, you know, you're burned out from all your questing in Guild Wars and you just want to blow up zombies. You know, that's an option. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you see something on sale and you're thinking about buying it, you better buy it then because I've missed so many games (laughs) uh, not purchasing it right there. And... You know, another thing I really enjoy is being able to have that little chat feature. You know, when I fire up my computer, you know, I'll see Lass on Palo or, you know, a whole bunch of other Norbies. And it's kind of fun, you know, to be able to instant chat like that.
0: And, you know, right now on Steam, Tiger, Roxy, Lass, myself, Zippin, and Vashile are all online. So, you know, if we all had, like, Left 4 Dead, we could jump in, do some co-op, kill some zombies. Um, You know, something to look at if you're a PC gamer and you want to connect with your Norby friends. So that's all I want to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) Good plug. Anybody else have any final thoughts for tonight?
1: Oh, I do. Um, I wanted to mention this, and I missed the month. But October is the um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I missed it. Uh, I would like to say that if you you or someone you know, a woman, um, you know, you should check into getting a mammogram. And I'll tell you why. Um, Back in 2004, I went to my doctor for a checkup, yearly checkup. And he said, you know, I think I, you know... You could benefit from having a mammogram. I'd never had one before. So I went, had a mammogram. I got a call from my doctor's office about a week later. They wanted me to come in and, um, you know, he referred me to a surgeon because that mammogram found a lump in my breast that you could, I couldn't feel it, you know, and the only way they detected it was from that mammogram. And if, you know, they had I'd never gotten it, you know, it would have been a lot worse than what it was. So I encourage everyone to get your moms, your sisters, your girlfriends, your wives um, to look into getting a mammogram and have regular screenings because they do work, um, and that's just important for me, you know.
3: That's a really great reminder, so thank you for that, Rod.
1: Sure, so you get out there and, you know, go take care of your ta <laughs> <laughs> alright anybody else
3: well, just another thank you guys for having me So yeah, it's always great it to come and get to it was to. our
1: pleasure so. Yeah. alright
0: everybody give me a hail nor and we'll sign off
1: hail nor hail nor
2: hail nor hail nor